everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Max Peterson. I'm the CEO of Smith & Sons. And uh, uh, if you're in YouTube land, welcome to you as well. Uh, look, today I'm going to uh, – I want to cover off. As you know, I want to bring value. I want you to be able to listen or watch what we're doing here and go and execute straight away. And I want, you, I want the information to bring a benefit in real time straight away. And so, um, you know, one aspect I think – after chatting, you know, I, I, I bump into guys all over this town. I'm in and out of hardware stores occasionally, and occasionally I will do rub shoulders uh, with with guys that I've either met, uh, you know, whilst doing business or that have approached me about a franchise. And um, and I've and it's it's interesting to see how much work, and I am as guilty as anybody, or I've done plenty of this. How much work that we do that we don't get paid for. Bottom line is we exchange our time for money. Uh, the less money that you get for the time that you exchange, the lower your hourly rate. And in, in other words, the less profit that you make per, per se, per project. And so really what I want to focus on today is not so much um, going down the rabbit hole of how do I get paid for, for quoting. I want to actually take a back step and I want to use a term or, or, or a couple of words that um, are very much in line with the, you know, the, the quoting side of our business as general contractors. And I'm assuming I'm going to talk to general contractors, but this would probably, if you're a, you're a painting contractor or electrical or plumbing, that you'll understand this concept, but I just don't know whether you can execute it in your business model. But uh, have a listen. There might be something in here for you as well. Uh, the words are, what, what it's called, um, what I know it as is called the feasibility study. Now, essentially what, you know, and I'm going to read something because I wanted to make sure that I delivered this with clarity. Uh, a feasibility study, uh, a preliminary studies undertaken in the very early stages of a project. They tend to be carried out when a project is large or complex uh, or where there is some doubt or controversy regarding the proposed development. The purpose of a feasibility study is to establish whether the project is viable uh, it helps identify feasible options and it assists in the development of other project documentation such as specifications and things like that. So uh, maybe rewind that and have another listen to that definition, uh, that wiki definition of a feasibility study. And, um, and really what, what I want you to think about is that why is it that basically why would the builder pay for the homeowner's feasibility study? It's their project. Now, that's a, that's an argument because the customer, you know, why the reason why the customer or the client or the homeowner refuses to pay for a, a quote is because they don't see the value, and so perception is stronger than truth. So if they believe that there's no value, whether they're right or not, if that's their perception, they are still right in their eyes. It's their belief, and they're going to stand behind it. So what we have to do is to demonstrate some value, and so. You know, I, I'm sure that they don't go to work and expect to, to do their job for free. Well, why should we? The difference is we're general contractors. And so what people say is, well, you get paid to build stuff. Well, that's fine. But as if we fall back into more of a feasibility study uh, attitude where we say, okay, uh, feasibility studies are preliminary studies. Uh, they tend to be carried out when a project is large or complex. Now, I've worked on large, complex projects. Um, at this point, it's up to the consumer to figure out, it's not up to me to make the decision for them and their project. So how do they, the consumer or the homeowner, make a decision as to whether they're going to actually go deep with the project unless they've got all of the facts? Now, this is where the cost plus thing and the fixed price contract collide. 
because most cost plus contracts are done with a quick estimate. Yeah, it's going to cost you a hundred grand, and then you're off to the races. You sign a little one page contract, uh, cost plus contract, and then you're away. And so every month you'll put all your expenses together, put your management fee on there, and then give the uh, give the homeowner a an invoice and expect payment. And so, um, you know, but what we do is with fixed price contracts, we're delivering peace of mind and security and satisfaction. Homeowners love it because they don't like going to bed at night wondering how much this project is going to end up costing them. And we've done contracts on five, we've done fixed price contracts on $5,000 jobs and we've done fixed price contracts on $646,000 jobs. So if you've got projects between $5,000 and $655,000, then it's it's doable for you. If you're just set on doing cost plus contract, maybe the feasibility study, it is actually irrelevant to what the way you do business. I would encourage you to consider fixed price contracts because the premium that our clients pay for that security and that peace of mind is significantly greater than what you're charging your customers if you're currently doing uh, cost plus. Now, if you're already doing fixed price contracts, hopefully this next five or 10 minutes is going to perhaps revolutionize the way that you think about the get, getting paid to quote and getting rid of that verbiage out of your head because it doesn't work. It doesn't fly with homeowners. They don't see the value. If you start talking to them about a feasibility study, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, what we want to do is we really want to dig deep into what you're uh, what you're thinking about and make sure that it is a viable option and and making sure that we can understand some of the budget constraints that you're dealing with and so we can bring to the table in great detail what the project is, is going to entail and what some of the costs are going to be or the forecast estimate costs are going to be around that and then we can sort of move move forward into more of a fixed price quote arrangement um, because they've undertaken the feasibility study. So in brackets, uh, the way we deliver the feasibility study is with a quantity takeoff service, and we charge anything from $500 to $4,000 for that, and that will depend on the scale of the project and whether it needs you know, construction blueprints or whether it just needs concepts you know, with 3D, maybe without 3D. So it's very it's, – I think our last podcast we were talking about um, the use of a designer, and so this sort of, this sort of uh, you know, really meshes in with that kind of philosophy. And so, you know, what we want to do with clients is we want to be able to, this will never fly unless you have the skills to be able to present the value. And so, you know, what we do as a brand, we want to deliver peace of mind and security and satisfaction. And so if you look at our website, smithandsons.ca, you'll notice that there's probably six to eight video testimonials of clients on the front page. Now, I was just chatting to one of my guys out of Edmonton and I said, you know, those video testimonials are good, but if, we, if we've been in business like we have now for three years and we've got 12 video testimonials, that means we've got four video testimonials a year. That is one every quarter. Now, we've got, we've got two or three in the pipeline right now, and it's, so it's very relevant. If people go and do a study on Smith & Sons and try and figure out how long they've been around for, and they can see that there's quite a large swag of video testimonials and fairly regular, then that adds credibility. So they're saying, all right, well, these guys are going to offer a fixed price. They're going to charge me some money to get this feasibility study done, i.e. via the quantity takeoff service. But what that does is it delivers to me what it's going to cost, what I'm going to get, when it's going to be completed, because every one of our contracts has a completion date. We calculate the completion date off the back of our uh, project management and scheduling software. Uh, it's, a, it's a fairly basic Gantt chart, but it gives us a really accurate uh, landscape uh, and projection as far as you know how long each task takes and how they are uh, basically 
delivered on the project in a, in a real live sense so that you can calculate what would the last day be based on all the tasks down the left-hand side. Uh, if you don't have access to software, you may be able to pull that one off on a spreadsheet, but it'll be a royal pain in the ass doing it. Um, and look, if look, just a side note, if you are still doing quotes on Word and you are still doing estimates on Excel, um, I'm sure you feel like you've got a fairly slick system but I want to tell you, if you're going to grow a business and punch through the ceiling and do more revenue than you did last year, uh, in brackets, also increase your net profit or your gross profit as well, um, then you really need to consider some sort of software because you just can't manage multiple projects using an Excel spreadsheet. And the other thing is we could do a session on back costing. Whenever you spend money with a supplier, how is it that you're attributing to that the categories within your estimates? Um, so that's another benefit of, of the software. <clears throat> but what you've got to do is you've got to be able to talk to the clients and say, hey, we are working with you and we want to demonstrate the value by giving you the peace of mind and security. And the way we do that is we will dive in and we will look at all of the aspects. So we, we have a network of, of uh, reliable subtrades. We have a network of quality suppliers that we use and we can get those prices to you to formulate the, uh, the fixed price uh, quote. Now, if you're a guy or a girl that, that is currently doing cost plus and you you go, boy, oh boy, I feel like I'm doing a lot of accounting and not making much money or you just feel like you're not making much money, you'd want to maybe consider the fixed price. Now, when we talk, what's going to be a segue or what's going to help you move from a cost plus arrangement because the, the beauty about cost plus is you don't have to go and do the, the itemized breakdown or the itemized quote to come up with an exact number that you've got to hang your hat on. It's, it gives the builder a lot of air cover and a lot of you know peace of mind and security, like it's all about the builder, right? Not. Um, so what we want to do is we want to we want to ascertain what's involved in the project, and so the reason cost plus is there is because apparently it's too hard to estimate uh, what's going to be built. Now I've never done a project on cost plus. No, I tell a lie. I when I first got to this country, I'd never seen it before. So. I was in the trade and in the game for 25 years before I come to Canada. So I've been here six years now. And um, so, you know, I'm just over 31 years in the business. I'd never seen a cost plus. So the very first client that we worked for, I wanted to have a go at cost plus. And so we, we did that. I gave him an estimate and we come under budget, which is, you know, typical because my, my estimates are normally pretty bang on. Um, but the amount of accounting and negotiation on the fly and let's say the intense debate about how much is going to be paid, uh, that that bothered me because I thought to myself, I really don't have any leverage or leg to stand on other than the Builders Lean Act uh, to be able to sort of create any leverage in the way of payment. They can basically stand up on the last payment where they might owe me 10, 15, you know, 50 grand or whatever the case might be, and they could argue the point off the back of that. Um, and yet uh, we just find that when we go into the fixed price, we're able to create an understanding right up front and we, we make it very clear as to how this is going to play out and we ensure that um, we're both on the same page once we begin the, the project. So what you need to do, so if I'm ever talking to a homeowner and I'm, I'm speaking to them about their project and I go into that first meeting and I'll talk to them a little bit about their project um, and I would say, look, this is a very complicated project and it might only be a $50,000 kitchen or something like that but it still has a lot of moving parts. If you go there and then you're going to try and give a fixed price, you actually, I don't believe you can give a fixed price with, without um, spending at least 10 to 20 hours 
going backwards and forwards, making phone calls, drafting, redrafting proposals, all that sort of thing, chasing kitchen supplies. At the moment, we've got major issues with kitchen supply, our supply chain there, or the, or the kitchen guy supply chain is, is a little bit tied up. Uh, I just don't believe that you can't afford to sit there for 20 hours in your weekly routine and do this quoting for free. And you damn well know that. You just got no way of negotiating your way through that. Usually our guys are probably um, selling a, a quantity takeoff service a couple of times a month. So if they were to sell $500 worth of quantity takeoff services and they were to do that two times a month, uh, that's a thousand. That's another twelve thousand dollars a year to create close to half a million dollars in revenue. Now think about that. You are going to do that twelve thousand dollars worth of work anyway. Uh, what I'm trying to present to you is a way that you can go and do the work, and you can also qualify the good clients from the the bad clients or the players from the pretenders, and and get paid for it. Your biggest challenge is going to be believing that you can do it, believing that it has value, and then demonstrating the value to the clients when you're in front of them. you got to believe. Sales is not difficult when you believe in that which you're selling. And, and that's the hardest part, is being able to tell your own head that this is possible, this is doable. And I'm telling you that the thing about Smith & Sons is the association. You become like the people that you associate with. If, if, you, uh, you, know, if you hang around the wrong type of people... Um, you are going to become more like them than you would a successful person, purely by association. And so, you know, it's important that, you know, I guess if you're listening to the podcast and you've got nothing else to do or you're watching the video and on YouTube and you've got nothing else around you to give you the support and the belief, a lot of, you know, when the, when the guys first come to me way back in the beginning when they're about to, you know, commit to buying a franchise, they – when we talk about fixed price contracts, the biggest things is leads and fixed price contracts because it's like, Max, how do I quote for this renovation? I can't see through the drywall. <clears throat> and then we, we, we have, there is definitely a science behind what we do and how we estimate and how we quote, um, but there is definitely some psychology that, that backs it up as well. Um, so, you know, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very organized and it's probably a bit of organized chaos, but the guys say, I want leads and how do you estimate fixed price? Because so when you're adding decent cushions and contingencies within your your quoting, you know you might have carpentry labour allowed for ten hours for two guys to do some demo, but you might allow another four hours. Um, and I know that's that's fairly simplistic, and probably most guys do that. But uh, I spoke to a guy yesterday at Home Depot, and he said to me when he first started five years ago, brand new, he said he whatever he paid for the materials in the store. That's what he charged the client for. And so this is the reason this podcast is out there is because there's so many guys and gals just getting started and the basic fundamentals of charging 101, they're not even doing that correctly. And then they wonder why they're slaves to their own business and to their clients because they don't have a business mindset. And so when you're hanging around the Smith & Sons guys and as each guy comes into the business, they maybe have some disbelief about the quoting and the estimating renovations on a fixed price uh, contract. But over time, as they see what happens around them in the group and they experience for themselves winning projects. I had another guy for the first time in two years win a project at, at our, what we would call our basic benchmark markup. And I was so proud of him. He did really well to put that together. Um, but he just didn't believe it for so long. And now that he's done it, he's cracked the ceiling. 
And so, you know, I think you, there's, a, there's a major part of your business that could be worth thousands of dollars to you that last year you didn't charge for because either you didn't have the chops or you didn't have the belief or you just flat out didn't even know it existed or you didn't have the systemization understanding to back it up, then <clears throat> I'm giving it to you right now. Clients should pay for their own feasibility studies on their project. It is not up to you. We, we don't offer free quotes. We offer free estimates. I have Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner come in and they say, hey, Max, we want to do a kitchen reno. And I'll just, you know, I want to build rapport while I'm there. I want to talk to them and I want to see if actually I want to work for these people. And I certainly want them to get to know me, that they're going to be happy for me being their general contractor. But I really want to, I really want to make sure that the estimate that I give them is fairly accurate. But they get that first 30 minutes to 60 minutes free of charge. We have what we call indicative pricing. But um, we have an indicative pricing list where we've got some fairly, you know, some repetitive scenarios and we've got some costings because we've got historical data and we've come up. So I can confidently stand there and all my guys can confidently stand there and say, look, this is a basement remodel. This is probably going to be about 100 grand. Or this is going to be between ninety and one hundred and twenty-five thousand, Mister and Missus Owner. How do you feel about that? Is that what your budget expectation was at? Um, and I don't really like asking clients for budgets because they're not builders. How would they know? They're not builders. They they, they have no idea. They have no historical data. They don't they don't know what material costs. And of course, at the moment, materials you know through the roof. And so, what I like to do is break the ice and say, "This is this is based on my experience. This is my this is my budget." Now, we've had some clients that might re- return serve and say, "Well, Max, I think it only should cost sixty grand." And and one of uh, one of my guys had a classic response to that. He would say, "Okay, Mister Mrs. Client, what research did you do to come up with that number?" It is a superb question. Write that down. What research did you do to come up with that number? Because I am telling you, nine times out of ten. It'll be some random friggin' Google link. It'll be some random YouTube, you know, video, and it'll be in, you know, probably a different country. Um, And so the relativity is not there. And so it's a great way to just, but you always have to break the ice first. So you've got to move, you know, when clients are asking questions like that, they're, they're, they're actually, I wouldn't say they're buying questions, but they're in a discovery process. You are, you are delivering to them an education. I'm currently dealing with, um, a customs broker out of Vancouver uh, for some stuff that we've imported, some personal effects. And I thought I was going to negotiate the process by myself. And uh, it didn't take me too long to figure out that I was in way over my head. And I thought to myself, this is exactly what I'm doing here, thinking that I could run the import process uh, myself. It's like people that want to be a DIY GC. Uh, and a DIY GC has very little ROI because all it does is end up in headaches. Uh, the amount of stuff that I didn't know about the importing process, the paperwork, they use all of these, uh, is it an acronyms where they've got letters that stand for words? You know, they're like, I don't even, I've got to Google these things because I have no idea. And it was at that point, I'm like, I'm done. And so guys and gals, as general contractors, as professionals, that is the service that you provide. Now, when I approached this customs broker in Vancouver, um, they said, well, Max, this is what it's going to cost. You know what I said to them? I said, Ronnie, I don't care what it costs. I just need it done. And we had an inquiry yesterday, the same thing. The lady said she inquired about she one of her, one of her I think it was her home, had a kitchen burnout. She said, I've got the insurance money, but I don't want to deal with a restoration company. I just want someone like Smith & Sons to do the work to take my headaches away. And I am telling you, we don't sell renovation services. We sell peace of mind and security and satisfaction. Deliver to the clients those three things 
and you will be busy. Now, that's going to bring us into a whole different story about how do you scale up business. Once you've got your brand and your reputation established, now you've got to, you've got to man up. Two things you're going to need to scale up a business. One is uh, your ability to recruit good talent. And, the, and then the other is your ability to maintain a good company culture and understand the influence that it has on your bottom line, positive and negative. My name's Max. You can email me at max at businessforbuilders.ca. You can text me on 250-241-8866. Uh, I look forward to hearing some of your comments in the uh, area below. Uh, why don't you uh, like, share, and comment, pass this information on to another GC that might need to hear this, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you in the next episode at Business for Builders. Have a great day.